Welcome to this new edition of the ZN Hyperthinking podcast, where I invite guests to discuss the latest digital trends, new ideas on politics, text, and everything that I think is interesting. And this session, I'm very excited to have as a guest, our very own Jesus Azoge, the COO of ZN. And he's going to be discussing all things related to the metaverse. So we're going to take a deep dive into something that's been really trending in the news lately. The big news, of course, has been the rebranding of Facebook as Meta. And this has kind of started a whole conversation on this Metaverse, Web 3.0 and NFTs. And, and that's really what I want to explore today, which is to ask the question, what is actually happening? Some people are saying this could be the biggest shift the internet has seen since its creation. So is this hype? And exactly what are we talking about in this shift? Because there are three different words we hear a lot about, Web 3.0, the metaverse and NFTs. And we're going to be talking a little bit about these words, not going too technically, but just try to understand why they matter, what they mean and how this could be as transformative as some people are saying. So really happy and excited to have uh, Jesus on the line today. I'm here in Mumbai, India. He's there in Brussels. So we're already doing a digital conversation over the internet. But of course, the next level will be when we take this into virtual reality as we sometimes do. So Jesus, how are you today? How is the weather in Brussels? Hi, Phil. Uh, how am I today? So I'm very excited because uh, not only because I'm coming to this podcast that I, I already saw that you were doing different uh, uh, series of that. And I'm very happy that you invited me for one of them. And even more happy because who you invited uh, me to talk about one of my big passions or one of the big the things where I have been immersed uh, lately. So... Uh, the metaverse and all the story of uh, NFTs and the blockchain. Uh, the weather here in Brussels is okay. It's a bit sunny. Uh, so good. Uh, as soon as the sun is out a bit in Brussels, then it makes us uh, very happy. So I, I'm happy today. Um, and well, in terms of the, the, the topic that we are entering today, I think is, is something that for a lot of years it's been there like a, a vision something that could happen in the future or a dream for a lot of us and now it's something that uh, we feel like it's getting nearer and nearer and we can almost reach it so i'm very excited about that's that. right so i think i mean the topic is really interesting and of course you know the reason i wanted to talk to you about it is because you're personally very active in uh, virtual reality uh, you've actually started to exhibit digital art because you have a background as an artist. And we're going to talk a little bit more about this. And you've already been starting to sell some of your art as NFTs, which is this new digital currency that seems to matter so much to people. So it's really from that perspective that, that I, I'm very interested in hearing uh, what, what you have to say. So let, let's first step back a little bit and uh, let's set the scene. So um, what is uh, for you this metaverse? What does it actually mean? Yeah, metaverse has a lot to do with presence. Yeah, um, until now, let's say that uh, the web has evolved 
um, at the beginning was based on text mainly. So it was like the 2D element of, uh, or the 2D way of interacting with information was the main, uh, the main way. Uh, actually, like the same way as we read uh, a book or as we read a paper. So we were exchanging ideas and concepts uh, mainly based on text. The evolution of the web was permitting us then to see pictures, images, and then from their videos. And now there is a big step where actually it's not that we engage with the context, uh, with the content, but actually that we get part of the content or that we get inside the content. So it's like the metaverse is the opportunity for the users to get involved or to get immersed in a reality where uh, we can then exchange experiences and ideas, concepts and, 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 and thoughts directly in a more natural way with other people. I, I think the key thing is that, um, you know, to, to, to make this very simple for our listeners, and of course, the word virtual reality VR has been around for some time. And, you know, we all see the, the glasses, these, these kind of 3D looking glasses, the Oculus 2, uh, which uh, there was first the first version of Oculus. Now it's Oculus Quest 2. Um, and there are several other glasses that allow you to basically put them on and step into a virtual reality environment. And I think that's one of the biggest uh, kind of focus of a company like Facebook uh, or Meta, formerly known as Facebook. And um, that to me, you know, in order to understand what the vision is on that, for me, it's quite easy because you, you just have to go and see a movie or read a book like Ready Player One, which apparently everyone who joins Oculus is given that book. I guess maybe now the, the, the movie yeah. when they join. And I mean, I think that, that, that that's, um, you know, one vision of reality, because of course, uh, Ready Player One is a dystopian view of the future. Yeah. So um, now, first of all, is that virtual reality in your mind? And I know that there's an author that actually coined the word metaverse. Yeah. So, so tell us a bit about whether uh, this is the, the virtual reality as you conceive of it, uh, and where does it come from in your mind? Well, it was, I think, in 1992, uh, Neil Stephenson came with a name on, 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 the, on his work or his uh, novel, Snow Crash. Uh, so he, the metaverse at that time was like a, a, a space, a virtual space that the, um, the characters of the, of the book, of the novel could enter and interact one with each other. It was a hero protagonist, is the, is the protagonist. Actually, this, the surname is funny that is, that is protagonist. Uh, so the, uh, this character actually could enter in the place. There were places where they were hanging out. I, was, it was, I think it was the Black Sun or something like that, a space where they were hanging out and seeing each other and famous people. And then you could walk in the main avenue, the street and all that. And he described how, how for example, the, the main character was in the car in real life. Uh, and as he was in the car, then he was putting the, the kind of uh, tool that, that he was describing at that time. It was not exactly glasses as it is on Ready Player One, but it was more like a kind of a device that was getting in front of, of, the, of the face and all that with some lenses. 
Um, so then he was in the car and then in the car suddenly he got into this, uh, his, his virtual space, no? And so then he couldn't see anymore the road and all that, but he was immersed in, in a different space. That dream is amazing. I mean, for me, for, for a long time, I was like dreaming about that. The fact that, for example, you are in a plane and you can put something and you are not anymore in the plane, but you are, I don't know, inside a, a cinema or you are in, in, in a street or, or playing golf with some friends. That, that looks weird, no? And we have kind of guess about that through games and, um, and through uh, all, all the uh, movies and all that, but always with a screen in between. So actually you could imagine you are inside, but there is always an interface um, in, in the middle, no? The virtual reality is, is now helping people to be able to get immersed into that and to have the feeling that you are inside those, uh, those spaces. So it's for, my, for me, that is the amazing part, no? And... And Phil, actually, I, I remember um, there was some time ago already, I think it was almost eight years or even more, or, or even ten, when there was the hype of the second life, you mm. remember? Yeah. Where at that time I was also dreaming about that, because it, I, I remember with still, we were, I was already on Sedan, I created a character called Sed Nevadan, with a Z-N, actually. And I was uh, experimenting with that and moving from one place to another because there was there were plenty of even clients of us and all that were at that time uh, building and experimenting with the possibilities of uh, uh, building the presence on on those walls. I think that was an early stage of what we're living now, maybe too early, uh, and the devices were not ready for that. Still, there was that interface in the middle that were not permitting you to be actually inside and have this feeling of presence. But nowadays, as you're saying, with the glasses, not only on Oculus, but uh, 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 with uh, many other uh, brands that uh, HTC is creating amazing glasses. Now that people have the opportunity to get into the uh, into that uh, uh, virtual reality. And yeah, and I think that the, the key here is that, you know, there's been a vision that's been shared in the movies, um, in stories, in books, and through software like Second Life. But it never really delivered uh, on the promise of virtual reality. It felt quite clunky. And I think this is one of the issues with tech, is that you anticipate a revolution. Uh, we had the same experience with the dot-com, the same experience then with mobile. Uh, and in fact, I remember um, with mobile, when we were talking about you know mobile first um, and how people would start surfing the web on their phones. And we had a phone called Docomo, I think, which was a Japanese phone that was a bit of a browser, but it was really clunky. And people were at that point, they said, yeah, we've been promised this revolution. It didn't happen. Uh, with the internet, that was the dot-com bust. Basically, people thought, okay, the, the, the internet is going to change everything. Then suddenly, you know, people get cold feet and people start saying, oh, it's not going to happen. And I think we're at a similar transitional moment. If you look carefully at the technology, it's clear that there's a foundation in place and that with critical mass and some technological improvements, think about you know the Nokia phone and BlackBerry before iPhone and before a kind of major shift uh, of technology. Um, well, this is where we are. I think we have the beginning of an experience. And people like Mark Zuckerberg are saying that we're probably five, 
10 years out, I think that's probably the time frame that you can say when you really don't know when it's going to happen. But it's sufficiently important that people are starting to say, we're going to make that shift. And I think by rebranding Facebook Meta, to some degree, I feel that Mark Zuckerberg is trying to do what Elon Musk did with the electric car, to say, I want to put so much energy into this that I'm going to bring the entire industry and world with me. Um, so what do you think about the time frame? Because I think that's one of the things that you know everybody's discussing. So um, it's clearly going to happen at some point in time. Who knows? 10, 20, 50 years. But now it suddenly became something that's on a, a short term, I would say, horizon in, in, in terms of these big technological shifts. So what, what's your kind of estimate? Are we? Do you think it's a couple of years? Are we already half into it? Uh, is it 10 years? What do you think? No, obviously we are very early stage. I mean, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's for people who are starting little by little now learning about that. Uh, a lot of people from VR that are there, there are plenty of uh, YouTubers that are talking about VR already for years. And they would say like, I mean, they're very excited that things are moving so quickly now because Quest 2 has been a game changer, obviously, because of the price and because of the features that uh, uh, a tool like this has, have now. Um, I think that the moment that Meta brought this outside, and he was saying it on, on a discussion with Gary Vee, uh, he was saying, like, the moment I bring it out, uh, you internally also you start believing on that. No? So that step is, is a great step forward, and that, I think, is going to create a big push forward of the thing. So I think things may accelerate now because the company believes on that and that will help others to move forward. At the same time, there is a big call to action to creators and, and, and he's investing, I don't know how, how much, uh, immense amount of money in Europe even to yeah. find uh, people to develop on that. That will be a, a, absolutely a, a game changer and, and bring a lot of investment into this. So I hope that, yes, this estimation of around five, five, ten years will make this a kind of a, a, a mass or extended uh, uh, reality, no? So yeah. I hope I hope that's the case. Yeah, yeah, and let's not forget, I mean, you know, we're, we're coming out of, well, we're coming out where we just had a pandemic, COVID-19, that brought everybody uh, to work remotely and basically mandated the vast majority of the world's population to work from home and wherever possible, to do it on the internet. So I think people have seen uh, that they would really like to have the possibility of having this experience. And I think, uh, you know, just as we've all spent time using Teams and Zooms and WebEx and all those tools, uh, we would love to have something even better to interact, work and collaborate. Um, so I think to me, that's another ac accelerator. And um, I just want to talk a little bit about your experience, because this is not an abstract thing in the way that I think Second Life was an idea. Uh, this is already there is already a reality in the tools. We have those, uh, you know, the, the, those glasses that allow us to see in virtual reality. And you've created a series of uh, exhibitions. So can you tell us a little bit about, you know, who did who joined the exhibitions? How long did you spend on it? And what's been your experience about selling and, and, and meeting people there? Yeah. Uh, as you say, I come from um, digital art background and and it's been always something that I've been testing and trying, no? And 
for me it was a bit frustrating the fact that you do something digitally and then you have to either print it or you have to uh, 3D print that to bring it to a space so you can share with others. No, it was difficult. Normally, apart of the fact that you could do videos and put it on YouTube and all that, but when uh, when you're creating some kind of drawings in, in digital and all, and, and people want to acquire it or or have it for themselves, it's weird that they get just a JPEG and all that. So, so uh, now I think there is a new space that is opening with a lot of opportunities, and it's a big explosion now with the NFTs and at the same time the VR space. With the VR in particular, is the fact that there are um, uh, places or software like a spatial, for example, that permits to, to create rooms and in those rooms you can use them as a gallery. And then, and then as a gallery you can insert your, uh, your work, digital work, in a digital space. Now, not only as w paintings, but also if you have a a 3D model or you have an animation in 3D, you can insert it there. And with the future, I know that the guys of Spatial are working even to create interactions inside the space. But not only in Spatial, there are other places like Allspace Al from Microsoft and Horizon Walls uh, from, uh, from uh, Meta now. Uh, all those spaces are permitting creators to bring their digital uh, creations into a digital space and that I think is a is, is a great opportunity and, and something really uh, I don't know very uh, grateful or, or, or something very very positive for the digital artists that don't have now anymore to go and, and, and replicate that work in, in the uh, in the in the real space so what you just said, I think, is really uh, very interesting. And there's one point, uh, which is, first of all, that a lot of people are spending a lot of time in virtual reality right now. So uh, I read that there were 10 million Oculus Quest 2 uh, glasses sold, which makes a community, an experimental community uh, that's in place. And people are trading digital things. Now, this is the second part of this Web 3.0 uh, revolution, according to people who think that this is going to be a significant shift. Now, I'm not sure that the two have to be completely connected, but let's look at that. And this is the whole area of blockchain and NFTs. Now, I don't wanna do a, a kind of technical discussion on NFTs here, because I think it takes a lot of time. It's probably not that relevant to the listeners. However, I think to me in, in very simple terms, um, with an NFT, you can take a piece of digital content, as you just mentioned, Jesus, like a, a, an art piece that you create, that you record, that you save, and then you basically stamp it. And that becomes your own and you can then sell it. Uh, is that a fair description of, of the what an NFT is? Yeah, basically it's that. Uh, but it has two, two other levels that I would add there. Uh, the first one is that it goes to a decentralized approach with the NFT in the sense that it's not somebody who does this and say this is yours, but the information of that is based on the blockchain. And what is the blockchain? The blockchain is based on the peer-to-peer. -peer. It's, it's not something new. Or already you remember like years ago, this story of the peer-to-peer -peer where we are sharing information 
between uh, the different devices that are connected to the web. Um, instead of having all the information in one centralized server, I keep some part of the information, you keep another part of the information, and then we exchange that information. That was the way we were sharing, for example, videos uh, at the time. So now the blockchain permits that you have the whole information of the ownership of one of those pieces is not centralized somewhere, but it's actually all the time, uh, let's say, uh, encapsulated in blocks and then shared with the rest of the community. That's, that's, that's one of the elements of the NFT, because then means that the, it's not that Facebook would be the, uh, the holder or the keeper of the, of the tools, for example, of the, all those uh, materials or all those uh, uh, visual elements, but actually could be kind of owned by the whole community, by everybody, it could be shared by everybody. Yeah, um, That's one of the elements of the blockchain approach and the NFT. Uh, uh, this, the second part is the interoperability that this permits, because as it is not centralized in one place, when you own something, when you say, okay, this drawing or not drawing, it could be even this avatar or this uh, uh, cloth for the avatar or these shoes or this particular effect that when I press on a button creates artificial uh, fireworks or whatever. Uh, all these elements, I could own it and then I could bring these elements to other spaces, to other universes. Yeah that NFT is giving an answer to that. Yeah, so, uh, so the fact that you could then move from one universe to another and still keep or bring with you all the elements. Facebook is saying that they are willing to keep that. So that's why I'm thinking that maybe Facebook is going to, uh, to try to incorporate all those elements there. I don't know if it's going to be on the, uh, on the shape of NFTs as, as such or if they're going to invent something else. But the point is that I would love that if I am on the uh, metaverse of Meta done by uh, Facebook, the old Facebook, um, but then I move to another metaverse that is of Microsoft, I could bring my elements, I could bring my things. And uh, because it's, it's like these examples of you go, for example, to a, a, a I don't know, a resort and you buy a resort like uh, Disneyland and you buy a balloon there for your kid, but when you're getting out of the door, then the balloon, the kid cannot take it anymore with it because it's only for that space. That doesn't make sense, you see? So so this interoperability, I think NFTs are now bringing that because it's not owned or close to one space, it's owned then by the uh, the different users. Yeah, and to make it very simple, because I think, you know, for, for when I hear these things about interoperability and, and, and these kind of concepts, it's still difficult to pin it down. But I think in a sense, you know, to, to, to give a very simple example, if you're a, a singer, okay, and you record a song, you will be very easily able to immediately put the, your, your stamp of ownership on it and sell it to somebody else. For the moment, even when people are doing this on YouTube, etc., they still need to find all sorts of ways to protect their songs and they have all sorts of deals and licensing agreements, this, in a sense, gives the ownership of your intellectual property back to you and gives you a simple trading mechanism to be able to 
sell it to people using uh, cryptocurrency and things like that. So I think the, the interesting thing is this idea that everything that you create could be sold at a micro price for people to buy it and use it to, to, for, for, for certain situations. So I think that's very interesting. Now, one of the things that I actually am very excited about now, coming back to COVID and remote work, is, and I think that's going to be a huge driver, and I think that's what brought Microsoft, actually, to make a huge commitment to the metaverse as well, you know, almost following the footsteps of Mark Zuckerberg. This is a long-term strategy, and I'm sure Apple and Amazon all have their own strategies, but they haven't yet announced them. But for Microsoft, what we're talking about is tools to collaborate and to work. And I am actually really excited about the idea of sitting in a meeting with people that I can see, or at least some nice looking avatars, and then being able to open up presentations, documents, uh, start brainstorming in a way that's much more natural than just by facing a camera. Uh, and I think that's going to be a massive substitute for travel and for the office as we traditionally conceive of it. So I think what we're gonna see is people saying, you know what, I can bring together a team of five, 10 people from anywhere in the world and we can have a really deep collaboration. And in some sense, it's going to be uh, allowing you to do things that you can't necessarily do when you're face to face because you can you know, start pushing out videos and extracting 3D models and start to look at them together and start to, to shape them. So I think the online collaboration could be really interesting. And I, I, I was teaching the students of Odyssey yesterday. And you know, again, the possibility of bringing somebody into your lecture for them to start sharing their own content by going to websites, opening up videos and things like that. At some point, that experience can be more immersive than when you're in a classroom, you know, having a PowerPoint presentation uh, or trying to open a website that people can barely uh, see or hear at the back. And then students are themselves sharing ideas, sharing websites uh, and can share content. So I think the co-creation and the creative process behind what these tools can do could be really interesting and really inspiring. Are you excited because obviously you talked about the art part, but what about the professional part and the um, you know the, the 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 kind of more Microsoft focus of this metaverse? Of course, I'm I'm very excited about that because it's going to bring a lot of opportunities, as you're saying. Uh, but for me, there is one element that I think we need to go much farther, and I think uh, Oculus was. Uh, uh, Meta was already announcing some of that in the keynote that uh, Zuckerberg did some weeks ago. And, and is that, for example, in, in Ready Player One, uh, the main character, there is a moment he's talking to, uh, to the bad guy and the bad guy says, I'm going to give you, I don't know how many millions dollars or whatever. And he blocks the emotional sensor in the movie. Uh, I'm talking about the movie. He blocks the sensor because in that in that uh, reality of the movie you you could see the expressions of the face of the people uh, also in the snow crash uh, it's important one of the characters juanita uh, says that for her her main thesis was about the expressions of the people in the metaverse and that business people were very interested about that because when you are talking to somebody it's not only what you talk but also the faces or the expressions of the people as you are talking so I'm saying all this because for me, uh, 
to bring this to a next level and to make it even more important, more uh, more real, uh, we need to to get these kind of expressions brought into metaverse. Yeah, and I think that uh, the Cambria project that uh, Meta is, is is announcing, for example, is going to have internal cameras that is going to see your expressions uh, on your face and then bring that to the to the virtual space. Because like this, then we can have a meeting where actually uh, you can see my reactions as you are announcing something. And that could be great, you see. So otherwise we need now to exaggerate a bit with the reactions. Uh, on spatial, I've been in, in, in now, now I go to more galleries, openings and all that than ever in my life because I go directly on virtual space. So uh, I've, I've been into there and you see people and you need to be very exaggerated with the jest and the movement so people understand that you are agreeing or that you like what they're saying or something or move a lot the heads so they know that you're saying yes or no. Uh, so if we could have the possibility of having these expressions much much more, of course, it, it could be amazing. Yeah, and I, I, think, I think the technology is not that far because if you look at the filters that we have, every computer has a camera. So transposing you know, even an actual face on your avatar uh, shouldn't be too difficult. So I, th I think those are probably not that far away yeah. in terms of bringing that. I think what we need is a kind of fluid experience where, you know, you just put on your set, you join the meeting, all your files are there yeah. and you can start playing and talking and exchanging ideas. And I think most of the technology to do that is there. In fact, we've been trying uh, different workspaces uh, where now you can see your keyboard. That wasn't the case just a few months ago. Um, and so I think we're actually uh, at least in a position to start doing some serious work in virtual reality and in this metaverse. Yeah, I'm using Gravity Sketch, which is a 3D modeler. Um, online. It's for free. It's amazing. It's really, um, for example, you can invite people to join you uh, in the same room and you are modeling together with others. So imagine that you have some prototype on 3D uh, and you're showing to somebody, a colleague or something, and then he can, he or she can then make changes in front of you. You can even get exactly in the same view of the person who's making the changes. So either, either to show and to learn is for, I mean, for learning purpose, this kind of things is, is, is amazing. And then to, to share ideas and concepts is, is really cool. Uh, for example, in workrooms, we have been using that, uh, this kind of uh, uh, big uh, uh, blackboards where we, you can draw uh, things and, and make sketches and all that. So, so, I mean, there are so many opportunities on the virtual reality right now that, that uh, if this continues growing, it's going to be amazing. Yeah, sure. and, and maybe just one point, because, you know, people talk also about augmented reality and multiple devices. Now, again, I think what we're going to see quite soon is the use of multiple tools to access this new reality, yeah. which means you can, as we did a class, uh, actually, you did a class on the metaverse with your students where they could join through their desktop. We were both there through our Oculus headsets. Yeah. Uh, and so we're going to see people with, you know, uh, an augmented reality headset, which means you see both something in virtual reality and things in front of you, the VR headset where you're completely immersed, but you kind of need to have a bit of view of the uh, real world so you don't bump into walls and things like that. So anyway, it's, it is a blended uh, model. 
And I think that again is kind of, it's not an either or, it's basically more and more combination. But what you need, and, and that's why I want to come back to the electrical car metaphor, is you need a sufficient initial drive to bring people into this, to start committing to building the software uh, and to spend the time to learn how to do it for the transformation to take place. And I think that's why the meta move is so important, regardless of what you think about Facebook and their politics, their shift to virtual reality is going to accelerate this transition and bring the entire industry. And I think we're at the stage we were at the early days of the internet, at the early days of the app world, you know, when having an app was still a bit weird and now it's this, you know, billion uh, dollar industry. Mm -hmm. So I think understanding this is going to be uh, incredibly important. And you ha we have, you know, probably five years to see this start and to build up those first things. And that's why for ZN, I think it's so important that we, we play with this space, we, we learn about it, and we start thinking, how can we collaborate as a company using these tools? Because we are now fully uh, decentralized. I like to say work from anywhere rather than remote, because you can actually be very connected with the people you work with. Uh, and I think that allows us to make even better connections and then start exploring what this can do uh, for our clients. Yeah. So what are you most excited about when it comes to the future of this, this technology? As my last question. Well, I, I remember that the, there was a moment where we were saying or we were inviting our clients to build their presence online and then later on build your presence on social media or engage on social media. Uh, and now there is a whole world there, like an empty space, where actually it needs to be filled in by the presence of those people who wants to be there. You see, so, so for me, it, this is like a huge, huge space with a lot of uh, opportunities for creativity and for engagement and for uh, imagination. So, so uh, I, I remember we were discussing once that the, the metaverse goes as far as your imagination imagination can go no so so I, I think for me the big excitement is there in the sense that right now uh, as this is going to start moving plenty of people will join will want to have a presence there will start building things that we cannot imagine even what what is going to be built there in terms of interaction and all that and I want to be part of that so so yes in this and it's not going to be only something close uh, we're going towards a kind of hybrid uh, uh, wall where actually the, the the metaverse and the real reality is going to be co connected no uh, in in ready player one they say also this thing of uh, the real the reality the real reality is the only place where you can have a proper meal that's true <laughs> yeah but there are so many other things you can imagine you can do on the metaverse that is exciting to to be able to build that so yeah and i think you know i think it's fair to say that Virtual reality is is now really getting real, yeah. uh, if there are not too many reals in that sentence. So that it, virtual reality is becoming real. And it's becoming the future of digital communication and this digital space. And I think for those who want to be one step ahead, yeah. for those who want to understand where this new world is going, I think they need to take the leap and they need to basically start exploring and start creating. And that's what we love. So that's what we want to invite you all to do. This was the Hyperthinking Podcast. And today we talked about the metaverse, Web 3.0, NFTs, and the future 
of reality. I hope you had a great time. I hope you see us online on social media and in the metaverse. Have a fantastic day. See you next time. Thank you.